Hello, and welcome to the Healing No Filter podcast. I'm your host, Laura Renner. I'm an author, a nurse, and frankly, someone who's been through a whole lot. I'm here to provide you with a weekly dose of relatable, no-nonsense methods for healing your mind, body, and all things trauma-related. Now let's dive in. Hello, friends. So today I want to talk about how it takes time to make real changes when it comes to behaviors and habits. So if you're looking to change a behavior or change some habit, uh, there's is a good place to start. So if you're in particularly the personal development space, I'm sure you've heard this a lot before. Do this for 21 days straight. Everyone loves saying 21 days straight. So I'm going to explain why that is, but also debunk this afterwards. So to start, why 21 days? So this idea actually dates back to the 1950s. There was a plastic surgeon named Dr. Maxwell Maltz, and he noticed that his patients were taking 21 days to get used to their new reconstruction after surgery. And he found this to be the case also with his own life, with his own habits as well. And so he was actually quoted as saying, these and many other commonly observed phenomena tend to show that it requires a minimum of about 21 days for an old mental image to dissolve and a new one to gel. So the key word in that quote is minimum of 21 days. But that actually gets glossed over often. This is this specific quote is something that a lot of people have used to really hone in on this 21-day change, inspiring, motivational platform. But really, again, it's minimum, minimum of 21 days. So a lot of people will say, yes, it takes 21 days to change a habit, which I actually think leads people to thinking it only takes 21 days. You know, whereas in reality, that's really just the minimum. That's the minimum amount of time it takes for your brain to truly see and experience those changes. And 21 days is definitely something people want to hear. Like, oh, cool. It's only three weeks and then my life can be drastically different. That's super motivating. If you can just form a new habit in 21 days, you can potentially you know, make significant changes. That's really inspiring to a lot of people and can really get them on board with making changes. But here's where the problem lies in that. When that 21 day mark rolls around and you don't see, you know, that dramatic weight loss or, you know, significant changes in energy from changing your sleep habits or some, you know, significant boost in your business or whatever it is, people will often be like, well, shit, that didn't work. I'm just going to go back to my old habits. You know, this is something that I can personally attest to. This is a hilarious example, but I'm going for it anyways. So about like a decade ago, I was all about Jillian Michaels 30 day shred. I don't know if you ever did those videos, but it was, it was great. I loved it. And I remember I was going on a trip and about um, like a little under a month before I was like, all right, I'm going to get ripped. I'm going to get hot. I'm going to lose 10 pounds for this trip. I'm doing this fucking 30 day shred every day. And when day 28 rolled around, cause it was just under 30 days right before my trip, I really didn't see much change in my body at all, actually. I was for sure stronger. I could feel it, but I hadn't seen much like visible change. So I was like, well, shit, that wasn't really worth it. And I didn't do it again. I just gave up. I went on this trip. I came back. I, you know, I know I did this video again, probably a few just like one off times, but I never did like the program itself again because I believed it didn't work. So I went back to my old exercise routine and that was that. I didn't continue with this daily habit of, you know, a 30 minute strength routine workout because I just didn't see the utility in it. So I went back to doing what I was doing before, which was running or walking four days a week. And again, so I didn't really see much change. And so I gave up. I wasn't, because I wasn't seeing the change. I just told myself essentially, this isn't going to make a difference. So I might as well just do what I was doing. And as humans, 
we need to see and feel changes to continue doing them. We need to see and feel that it's worth it. We're not going to do you know some crazy restrictive diet for five months or whatever it is without seeing or feeling results. No fucking way. No one's going to do that. And you know our brains fight us when it comes to change because it requires more energy and can be deemed unsafe. So we need that evidence, whether it's you know weight loss, fitting better into clothes, more income, better sleep, whatever, to show that what we're doing is worth the added expenditure to our brain and bodies. But like I said, it's a minimum of 21 days. So when we stay focused on this is the, you know, this I hit day 21, this is the day everything in my life is going to be different. And then it rolls around and you don't see that or feel those results, you know, your motivation lessens. And oftentimes you'll stop this behavior change or habit or, or new habit or whatever it is. So what happens then is those neural pathways that you're building for this new habit and behavior start to weaken as you stop doing it. And those old neural pathways that you were actually weakening by doing this different behavior change start to strengthen again. So it makes it so much easier to fall back into your old habits and patterns. So is, you know, just is spending 21 days building a new habit useless? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But for like for some, there's a significant chance that, that could make a really big impact on your life. And it could also give you that forward momentum to keep going. But for most, it requires more time. There was a study published in 2009 by psychology researcher Dr. Philippa Lally, and that showed that it actually took an average of 66 days for a new behavior to become automatic. So you can see that real change. And that's what you want. You want it to be that automatic response, which logistically, 66 days makes a lot more sense. You are making a change that challenges your brain. Our brain functions in such an automatic way that it takes so much energy and intention to actually change a behavior. You're then building neural pathways and weakening the old ones, which mind you are strong because those are the habits and behaviors you've had for a long time. So that's a slow chip away at rewiring your brain in that way. So especially if it's a habit that you've done for years and years and years, it's going to take time to rewire your brain away from this automatic response toward a new one. And especially if it's something that pushes you out of your comfort zone, your thoughts coming from your ego will be like, "Mm, I don't know, this doesn't seem to be working. It's so much easier to just go back to the way things were. This is bad, which makes it more likely for you to drop off. So you also have to retrain your brain through your thought pattern to accept this new behavior. So this is why you need to think about it as forward momentum toward your goals. If you take away the concept of in 21 days, my life is going to be better or whatever, and instead focus on this new behavior is going to get me to my goal in time. It makes a huge difference, whether that's, you know, three months, six months, a year or more, which I know sucks. We all want fast results. Sure. But this is more realistic. It's more realistic for your brain and just for you to really adopt. And so when you look at it as a long game, and then it becomes a lifestyle change. So this is, you know, so true when it comes to, you know, exercise, eating habits, and incorporating self-care routines. You really want to be focused on the long game so that way it incorporates as just a complete lifestyle change. So, example for me, when I decided I really wanted to make journaling a part of my daily routine, it's something that I knew I just felt a lot better when I did on a regular basis. And so what I decided to do was I put reminders in my calendar on my phone because it wasn't automatic. So I knew that I like doing it in the morning. So I set a reminder in my phone that would go off right after I eat breakfast. So I would be like, okay, I would leave my journal out as a reminder. So that way I knew that I would do it because I knew that this was a great way to support my mental health. So I wanted to make it a routine. So 
with time, after a few months, I realized that I really didn't need this reminder anymore. I didn't need to leave my journal out. So I was able to continue to do that routine without actually needing those, you know, nudges as a reminder, because I built this as more of an automatic response and an automatic habit. But then, you know, there would also be days where I'd have something scheduled early. So I would skip and then I'd go on vacation and I would skip. And then one day I'd realize, shit, I haven't journaled in a few weeks. So then I would once again, go back to putting it in my calendar so I could rebuild kind of those neural pathways in my brain and rebuild that routine as a part of, you know, a daily habit. And to be clear, I don't journal every, every single day. Like I'm not psycho with it. And not that I'm saying people are psycho who do it, but it's not something that I absolutely have to get done every day. But I do do it at least five days a week. And I still typically don't on vacation. But now it's such an established routine for me that when I come back, I just get right back into it without needing any reminders or anything like that. And so now that I've established enough of this habit, my brain automatically thinks to do that in the morning as I'm starting my day. I've essentially wired my brain to make this an automatic response. So even when I have a few days or a week or whatever it is of not doing it, I'm still able to naturally jump right back into that routine, which is great. And this didn't take 21 days to establish. I started daily journaling actually almost two years ago. And I'd say it fully, you know, truly became ingrained as part of my daily routine after about six to eight months. If I, you know, didn't do it in the morning, I realized like I'm not going to do it unless I have like shit I need to process and get out. So I've essentially reworked my schedule to accommodate having that time in the morning because otherwise I know I'm not doing it. So this took a long time to establish. And there were a lot of, you know, periods uh, where I just realized that I wasn't doing it consistently and I would fall off and I'd have to kind of bring it back because my old pattern was just to kind of get up, eat breakfast, and go, 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 racing around to appointments, meetings, work, shit like that all the time for many, many, many years. So it took a lot longer than just 21 days to fully change this habit. So my point with all of this is to say, if there's something that you're trying to change or a routine that you're trying to establish, think of it as a lifestyle change. Think of it as the long game. You're in it for the long haul. Focus on those end goals. How are you going to feel? How are you going to be? What are the positives and benefits that are going to be in your reality once you make this a part of your routine? And this can be translated into anything, but this is especially true and huge when it comes to trauma healing. So like I've mentioned before, I'm someone who always wanted quick results. I desperately needed to see those changes. Otherwise, I'd be like, fuck, I'm not doing this. This isn't worth it. This isn't making a difference. But that's definitely not how trauma healing works. It requires time to heal, to heal your past. It also requires time to change your beliefs about yourself and about the world, about others around you. And it also requires time to rewire your brain and rewire your nervous system to feel safe and accept healing, growth, and change. So it's really something that you have to be in for the long haul. So when I look back on where I was you know, almost two years ago, I'm a completely different person in so many ways. And it's all been worth it. It's been worth the energy. It's been worth the challenge. It's been worth the struggle. It's definitely required a lot of intentional work to completely change my life, rewire my brain, rewire my nervous system, accept these new habits and behaviors and whatnot, but it's all been absolutely worth it. So my final thoughts here are to just reframe your outlook. Think of it that way make it a lifestyle change, make it a long-term behavior disruption, because that's what creates true, effective, long-lasting change. 
whether that's healing, whether that's, you know, beliefs about yourself, changes to your health or body or whatever it is, give it at least a few months to really assess whether it's working. Accept that you'll need to be patient. This was really hard for me. I really struggled with this part, but I learned with time that this is just reality. And so also with that patience, let the inspiration for your end goals keep you going. Let that motivate you. Let it excite you. I love visualizing about what I'm going to feel like, what I'm going to look like, what my life is going to look like, my environment, my career, my confidence, and so on. That is such a motivator for me. And that's how you really can make positive change in your life. So that's all I have today. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't yet so you can see right when new episodes drop. And please, if you have a minute, it would mean so much to me if you would write a quick review that helps me get my podcast out there so more people can hear the Healing No Filter podcast. And I would love that so much. So thank you so much. And I'll see you next time.